Hey, Rob, how are you doing? Fine, thanks. Doing okay. You okay? I'm doing good. Thanks for joining me today. Today we're talking about commercial reviews, and I think you know something about that. So let's start off with what do commercial reviewers get right? Okay, I think that we, we get our position correct. When we are asked to do a review, we're really appraising the appraisal meaning we are there not to be the appraisal police, but to be there to help the appraiser understand why we're talking and that we're talking about the solution to the questions that we have, that we, we, we require revisions if we're talking typically, or we, we almost always are talking about revisions. We never really call for clarification because the appraisal is supposed to have all the clarification necessary to understand it in the report. And if it doesn't, we need them to explain further. So we're basically there as a friend, as someone that helps get to the finish line, which means an appraisal that does not only have all the, the questions answered properly and the evaluation section properly supported, but that the appraisal is complete from the first letter to the last letter of the report. So if I'm a commercial appraiser and I'm reviewing somebody's work, I should really resist the urge to appraise it myself? Yeah, it's a big mistake. Uh, when I train appraisers to be reviewers, that's the hardest hurdle. Uh, as soon as someone says, boy, if I would have been appraising this, I sure would have done that different. I'm just like, oh boy, you know, we, you can't really think that way. I'm sorry. You, you, you're there to understand the work in front of you as a complete document. That makes sense. So where do you think appraisers uh, really make some, some pretty big mistakes or maybe don't go about, about the correct process of doing an appropriate review for their clients? Uh, well, basically the unanswered question, which can take many forms, <clears throat> it can be a statement. The property is concluded to be $12 a square foot, period. So the question is obviously, well, how did you get there? But it gets much more subtle than that. If an appraiser makes a statement that is not uh, qualified or quantified, however you want to describe the ability, what it takes to, uh, to explain what they've, the sentence that they've said or the conclusion they've made, um, then we have a problem which requires an answer. We'll say, well, that's a good question that you, you created, even though it was a statement, for instance. But if you've made this statement, please explain to us how you got there or whatever the, the circumstances are. I hope that makes sense. Well, it sounds like if they nail the subject property, they're really doing a good, if the appraiser does, then it's a lot easier on the reviewer if they nailed the subject property. Oh, that, yeah, that's the main point that we have. We call it nailing the subject. Uh, you really have to come off of the report after the, after the beginning of the appraisal, going through the improvements, and then the market relationship between the subject and the market. By the time you're finished with that section, which is usually how appraisers start, you will have a good feeling of whether the appraiser has understood what he's doing in terms of describing it and putting it in its position within the market. And that's where we start. And we find a lot of mistakes up in the front end 
a lot of people blow past the market uh, description because it's boilerplate, but it actually should have conclusions and summaries, et cetera, of how the market relates, how the subject relates within the market, and it is explained completely. When we get into the report and we're into the cost approach and then we get into the market approach, we realize that new items are coming up about the subject. That, then we get confused and we know we're in for trouble because we know that the subject has not been nailed down before they start the valuation. That's a good point. What do you, what do you think about reviewers that, let's say there's one typo on page 80, would that warrant an email or a phone call to the, or a revision for one or two typos in a 150 page document? Typos aren't a concern. We're, we're interested in the content. Um, and the expertise. The only typo that I would ever report would be if they said in one part of the report it was $60 a square foot, for instance, and in the other part they say it's $50 a square foot. What, what that would do is, uh, with that, it's an obvious uh, mistake. We can even just say the appraiser made a mistake on page 27 where they used the number 50 instead of 60. We wouldn't ask them to revise that. Okay. All right. Well, Rob, I appreciate your time today and thank you for joining me. Thank you.